Slot Podcast with the most electrifying man in all of podcasting. Your host, the Opera Ghost. Now please sit back, relax, make sure you enjoy yourself. And always remember, let's get a slutty, find the Ace Love Podcast on all social media at the Ace Love Podcast. And please check out the website, aceloppodcast.com, or email the show. At gmail.com. And once again, please enjoy. <laughs> Hello, my lovely little slots, and welcome back to another episode of the A Slot Podcast. Yes, we are here back again. It's a brand new one for us all, and I'm actually really happy with this one. It's I, I interview, an, uh, well, not interview, I talk with an old friend of mine, um, Safira, from the other island of New Zealand, the North Island. Um, we met a few years ago, and we talk about sort of her journey into kink, things she wished she knew, and things like that, and just find out about her kink life just a little bit more. Um... And obviously, so you guys can hear about it a wee bit more as well. So, without further ado, yeah, let's get it going. Hey, look, I know I said without further ado, but I just do need to to touch on Alt Playground, okay? Because now they've merged sites into Alt Playground as well, so... Sexy Mofo was merged in earlier this year, and Swinger Social has now become part of the Alt Playground family. And past members of these have been provided with a trial membership to Alt Playground as well, so that's a bit of a bonus. Basically, Alt Playground is making big moves to serve the lifestyle community, and we hope that you'll join the movement too. Just... Always remember but that you're looking for naughty fun from the safety and comfort of your own home. That we do that Alt Playground does have video chatting and it's exploding over altplayground.net. You can chat with a specific sexy couple or individual or create a secure group video chat. And it's just another way that Alt Playground is changing the game and providing you with all of the naughty fun in one convenient place. So go check it out, altplayground.net. It's where couples go to find their next sexy adventure. touch of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yes. And so I uh, welcome to the show an old, old friend of mine, and we met really strangely, and we might go into that a little bit later, but welcome <laughs> to the show, Safira. How are you doing? Hi. Hi, Oprah Ghost. I'm good. How are you? 
I'm I'm very very good considering the circumstances I'm in. Uh, yeah, fair enough. Life's getting a wee bit boring, but it's so exciting to talk to you because I mean we we've sort of been on and off for a number of years talking wise, haven't we? Yeah, yeah, we have too. We met like a couple of years ago um, when I came down to Stone Christchurch for a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which was, which was <laughs> arguably one of the strangest ways to meet, really, because basically you put an ad up on on FetLife. Yeah. Asking for someone to stay, and I was like, "Hey, I've got a spare room that you can use while you're down." Yeah. And it was <laughs> like that's basically the story, but it, it's yeah. I was almost kind of a weird Airbnb for you, I guess. Well, it was basically a kinky Airbnb, and I really appreciated it. <laughs> it worked out pretty well, I think. <laughs> it, it is nice when you know that other people are welcoming of who you are and what you're doing, I guess. Exactly. What I mean, like. It's just so much more relaxing being able to just be yourself and be yeah, open. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, I mean, I've, I've skipped on through, but um, tell us a wee bit about yourself and who you are and why you might be here today. Um, right, the intro. Um, so, I'm Safira, obviously. Um, I live in Auckland and... I'm really excited to be doing this podcast interview with you because I think it's important to be open and talk about these things and potentially educate other people out there um, and just broaden people's horizons, I guess. Um, yeah, cool. And it's not everyone who can actually be uh, who's in a place in their life to be able to actually be open about this kind of lifestyle mm -hmm. because of the way society views us and the you know, dangers and ramifications that people face due to judgment and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I'm really fortunate to be in a position where even if everybody did find out, it probably wouldn't affect my financial circumstances all that much. And so because I have that privilege, I want to use it to share. Well, I mean, that's what I do. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that, that, that's why I do this podcast, because I'm able to and I'm in a position to. And yeah. my job doesn't say that don't do this, so I'm I'm, I'm quite lucky there, I think. Yeah, exactly. In that regard, so so no, that that's that's really really cool. So just just so everybody can get caught up as part of this, um, we're here to talk about kink, aren't we? Yes. And yeah. experiences around that and. All sorts, anything to do with, with kink and, and your experiences in it as well. Yes. So, it's it's based around you, but like like I always say to my guests, feel free to ask me questions as well. I love answering questions. It's always... Sure. It's, it's a discussion, it's not an interview. It's the way that I like to see it. Okay, fair enough. Cool. That cool. takes the pressure off a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so... How did your journey into kink go? Like, how did it happen? I guess. What What, what was your journey? <laughs> so it's a bit of an interesting one, I guess. Um, officially, I entered the public uh, kink community here in Auckland about ooh, nearly six years ago now. Mm -hmm. Well, five or six years ago. Um, um, I initially came across kink without realizing what it was in my teenage years when I got into sort of erotic hypnosis audio videos and stuff All on right. literotica.com. Mm -hmm. I know you saw it well. And then I was further introduced to it by Fifty Shades of Grey. Uh -oh. <laughs> I'm a bit ashamed to admit that, but it just sort of gave me an insight to like, oh, there are there are ways that people express sex and love and stuff differently. Yeah. And obviously I knew that that book was not, you know, the, the ideal proper picture, you know, not the yeah. ideal. So I did start doing some research um, on it and watch some documentaries and interviews with real life people um, on YouTube. Mm. Um, so you... Uh, Sorry. And then a few years after that, I found myself single and found a <laughs> Tinder dom. 
So that, okay. that makes me worry straight away. But I will say, yeah. sorry, just before you go ahead, is that you've you've made the good decision from 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 Fifty Shades and moving forward and going and doing your own research. There are a lot of people that jump straight from Fifty Shades into just go going all out doing it, and that's where issues happen. Exactly. Big yeah, so big I, issues. I was I was lucky enough to be sensible to take my time and do some research. Awesome. And um, this Tinder Dom was pretty. Yeah, he was pretty low. He was pretty low key. Um, so that mm -hmm. was also a sort of safe first experience. Um, but it gave me that little taste, and I was like, "Ooh, I want more." And he was the one who told me about Fat Life, and from there I went to the parties and the community, and then met my first dom and everything. And your well, first here action, I am five first, years later. Your first dom that's not just a Tinder dom. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it reminds me of a, of a post that I saw today, and I think this is sort of evident in Tinder doms. Maybe not your actual situation because I don't know the situation but the post says yeah. when men say they're dominant in bed they're often not actually dominant but use that label to romanticize the fact that they will be completely unresponsive to your individual needs and cues and use your body to masturbate instead of having sex with you <laughs> um, see when I hear tended on that's what my mind sort of automatically goes to and I know that's not everybody but a lot of people don't realize how much it takes to actually be a dominant and not just be, you know, an ass, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I 100% I agree. And yeah, if, if a dominant, you know, is just using it as a way to sort of get their way in bed and stuff, then yeah, they might as well just be fucking a sex doll or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Basically, just being jacked off inside of, really. Oh, um, yay. Yay! Because that's, right? so, that's so exciting for a woman. So exciting. I mean, if that's going to be happening, you know, I might as well... I'd rather be paid to have to tolerate that. Mm. <laughs> or, or just go do it yourself if you want to get home. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, no, this, this particular tender dog is okay. He was just very... That's good. Um, I'm, I'm glad to hear that. It was just, I don't know, I guess it's where my masochism sort of mm -hmm. started um, rearing its head and I realised, oh, he's a bit too soft and I'd kind of like to push my limits and boundaries and see, we, see where this thing can go. What a shock. <laughs> yeah, and I did. That's I the exciting that part. Years. That's the exciting part of it all is knowing where your limit is and seeing... One, how close you can get to it, and two, if you can push it just a little bit. Yeah, exactly. It's the same reason that people drive cars fast, is to see how far they can push it. Yeah, it's the adrenaline. Mm. Yeah, adrenaline rush. E exactly. Um, just going back to something you touched on just before, the erotic hypnosis. Can you talk a little bit <laughs> about that? Because I don't think a lot of people know about that at all. Oh, okay. Um... Well, I was a hugely suppressed um, girl growing up. I was brought up in a very religious way. Right. And so as soon as I actually had access to the internet, I started searching around because I, I, was a very, I knew that I was a very sexual being from mm -hmm. pretty young. Um, and that was my only outlet was books and stories. Mm. And then I discovered the, you know, audio, the audio hypnosis, um, yeah. and started listening to stories or, um, there were like, one of my, one of my favorite ones actually was this guy who really took you on a proper hypnosis journey and told you everything he wanted to do to you. And so mm -hmm. before I'd even ever kissed anyone in real life. I had been hypnotized to believe that I'd actually had sex with somebody, which was quite a. <laughs> a yeah, that would be quite an out there way of going through it. Yeah, it was a bit of a mindfuck because my subtle sort of consciousness thought that I'd gone and done the thing and had sex, and but physically I hadn't had any experience at all. But mindfucking's uh, so much fun. 
Exactly, exactly. It's for, and it can be hard to find the right person to do that with in for, real life. For, for me, at least half of it comes down to mind fucking. Yeah. It's it's just too much fun for me. And just <laughs> you know, te and teasing as part of that as well. As going, Oh, you want that? Oh, I'm gonna go No I'm not. Sorry about it. <laughs> oh man, I love the tease. Oh, I yeah. love giving I love teasing like being the receiver and giving that as well. Um it's wonderful. I could cool. not agree more. <laughs> it's fun both ways. But there, there are some people, and I, and I, and I use this example with brats who go, who go and take that a little bit too far, where it's, you know, where you're just teasing for the sake of teasing now, instead uh, of, yes. you know, there, there, there's a point where both parties are past it, and it's good to go, but yeah. at least at, at that point, either go one way and continue on, or say, nah, this isn't for me, and stop. And I, I, I use the same sort of thing when I talk about. Um, bratty subs. Yeah. Some brats don't know when it's not when it's time not to be bratty. I guess, for lack of a better term. Yeah, I completely understand. Like um, when I was in full sub mode and everything, I was definitely a brat. But it is a very nuanced thing. You have to really know when to stop and when to like take your punishment because there has hmm. to be an end game well, to well, it. You know, you're not otherwise a, it just gets really frustrating for both parties. Yeah, you're not a or, two or three year old kid that yeah, do, that doesn't exactly. understand. Exactly. Um, and I've definitely seen in the community there are some brats that just get too carried away or they don't know when to stop. Mm -hmm. Um, and it gets frustrating for the dominant, and it's not fair. And in some cases, can be can end up being non consensual. Um, when brats take it too far. Yes, yes. So, so that's the brats showing non-consent. By that you mean, or do you mean the? I mean just just doing things that are way over the top that just take it too far. You yeah, know, stealing yeah. wallets or uh, you know just real insane stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I understand. I understand what you mean. That makes sense to me. But there's yeah, and it doesn't achieve anything for either party involved. Especially if you're out at a at a kink party or something like that, and you know you're you're trying to enjoy yourself, and this thing that's annoying you just keeps happening and happening and happening, and the the sub or brat isn't getting the message. Yeah. That hey, come on, it's time to stop now. Well, I get what you're trying to do, and I and I enjoy that most of the time, but there's a time to just leave it be. Yeah, definitely. Cool. So um, we I I've jumped all over here. We do have a vague script, and uh, and I've sort of jumped <laughs> you in it early on. That's okay. Hypnosis, but what what sort of kinks do you have? What are some of your kinks? What do you um, enjoy? Good question. I you they have you varied over the years. Mm -hmm. You know, your kinks change and evolve. Yeah, they don't say the same as we do. Yeah. Um. When I first started, I was heavily into, like, Impact, and I was quite a big masochist and very mm -hmm. submissive. Um, and then I was encouraged to sort of further explore a dominant side and explore what that meant and stuff. Currently, um, I have just sort of come out of a breakup fairly recently, like two months ago, so... I feel like I'm in a position where I'm sort of re-exploring all my kinks all over again with, mm -hmm. the new, with the new people I'm dating and just for my own personal self as well. Um, I still really enjoy uh, receiving impact. Mm -hmm. um, I love sensation play and bondage and sensory, sensory deprivation. Um, I find that my kinks as a dominant are quite different. Mm-hmm. I really like um, CBT and receiving foot worship and uh, giving humiliation, um, mm -hmm. things like that. Um, electro play was really fun. See, now you're talking my language right there. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, you have been already, yeah. but now you're talking my language. Yeah. And I really like um, energy energy play as well. It's more subtle and 
but when when you find the right person to connect with on that level, it can be really awesome. Can you go into that a little bit for me? Because I've not really gotten into that myself. Yeah, well, I'm just starting to explore it too myself. Yeah. I, so I was, I've been trained in Reiki and reconnective mm-hmm. healing. Yep. Um, so you know the energy healing, energy play kind of thing. Um, I see. And recently, I met someone at a party who had also sort of been trained in that kind of energy with the hands mm-hmm. and stuff. Uh, but through a martial arts kind of perspective and we had a chat about it and started playing around with it and that was the first time I'd really properly met somebody else who I actually like play with it oh, and right. we just was really cool um, yeah yeah it was like we were able to like interact with each other without even touching or even using words it was all just feeling this like magnetic the magnetic force field the energy around us um, it was yeah it was pretty fuzzy yeah, and so I'd like I, to explore that more I'm a true believer that you can feel other people's energies especially if you want to put yours out there as well if, definitely and and one of those things so that's that's really interesting for me I think I might look into that just a little bit more yeah and, and, and educate myself yeah I'm happy to talk with you further on that at another time as well if you like yeah, absolutely. That's a whole nother <laughs> discussion. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Because I mean, it, through throughout my rehab and stuff like that, I've been focusing more on mindfulness than anything physical or anything like that. So that's been a huge. It's well, it's not been a huge shift, but it's been a, a great learning experience for me to take forward with me as well. And then oh. using that in in energy forms as well, it's been great for me. Oh, cool. That's really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those things. There's, there's lots of really good like, hypnosis and meditation, sleep meditation mm. stuff on YouTube that really can can help um, with healing and that sort of thing. I've been using them a lot over the last few weeks myself. Mm. That's really cool that we have that in common. <laughs> yeah. Um, Was there something at any point that made you realise that you... Like, is there is there a single point that you can put it down to that made you realise that you wanted, I guess, this sort of kink lifestyle, or that you weren't um, vanilla, I guess? Um, I don't remember there being any really conscious kind of moment. I think mm-hmm. it was just just going was through just, that hypnosis just, and stuff like that and the story. Yeah, it was. It was just a gradual understanding, and then mm-hmm. meeting the community. It really felt like, ah, oh, meeting my people, I'm meeting my tribe, I feel mm-hmm. comfortable here, these people are open-minded, I can just be myself, I can run around naked, this is great. <laughs> I I realised that, like, well, exhibitionism is a huge thing for me, hence, you know, all the photos and that like. Um, and it and what a shame so- you didn't do that at a certain zoo down here. <laughs> <laughs> That would have been quite a sight, wouldn't it? <laughs> that would have been amazing. Oh, that was a great day going to Arana Park. It was. Sorry. Childhood memories. <laughs> Sorry, continue on. That's okay. Uh, where was I? Yeah, so I already mentioned that growing up I was really suppressed and stuff, and it was mm. all about covering up the body and everything. And so the freedom of just being able to run around naked at a party was just so completely liberating for me and I actually found that I was more confident in general with my clothes off than I was with my clothes on so I was like oh now people don't have to you know I don't have to stumble over my words or worry about really what I'm talking about I think think it's distracted by my by my boobs like this is great (laughs) I I think as part of that it's it, it, it definitely is that comfort thing and but it's also the the non-judgmental side of of um, of everything, especially in once you're in the kink community and whatnot. You yeah. t- there, there tends to be far less judgment than what there is if you're just walking down the street and, you know, some idiot says something about what you're wearing or how you look and what you're wearing and stuff like that. Yeah, exactly. I, I, did, I did a big episode on this a couple of, uh, two weeks ago, just about how 
women are spoken to on messages or even just online or walking down the street and some of the stuff like that. And yeah. So, yeah. Because yeah, it, it's it's a safe space, really, and you can be who you want to be, and people don't really care as long as you're not a complete jerk, right? Exactly. Do you think that has something to do with the fact that you felt comfortable being naked and stuff around them? Or is it just because there were other naked people as well? Or? Um, I think probably a combination of the two. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. I can understand that, that's for sure. So, tell us, uh, uh, tell us about your first experience, like your first physical kink experience with somebody else. Um, we've already said that it was with the Tinder Dom, right? Yeah, yeah. So, tell us a little bit about, I guess, what happened in that, as much detail as you want, as little as you want, about what happened with that Tinder Dom, and was it a good example, do you think, overall? Yeah, overall, I think it was. He was fairly new to it, I think, and... Um, you know, he was giving it a go, I guess, because I showed, you know, there was some interest, we talked about it. Um, he, you know, especially bought a whole bunch of bondage gear and things. Um, oh, cute. Yeah, your typical kind of um, sex shop, like, matchy-matchy stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, like, in retrospect, there wasn't, like, a hell of a lot of... Um, planning beforehand or even sort of talking about what was going to happen. Mm. Um, so this is what I was going to ask, what would you change about that situation, I guess, uh, probably, from what you like, know now? Yeah, from what I know now, probably discuss it like more thoroughly first mm -hmm. and like agree on a proper safe word and stuff and um, that's all really though. Yeah. So, like, uh, sorry, go ahead. That's okay. I was lucky in the sense that he was, you know, pretty gentle anyway. Um, he sort of tied me up to the bed and blindfolded me, um, soaked me, spanked me, just mm -hmm. real gently. Um, and, yeah, I remember really enjoying the spanking. Mm -hmm. um, is, is that the bit that sort of stood out to you at that time? Yeah, the spanking, but also just a combination of just being tied up and um, just just the whole control and, aspect, yeah. The control, the teasing, the not knowing what was going to happen next, you know, the suspense, all of it, kind of that delicious cocktail of sensation and mm -hmm. fun times, I guess. Ah, uh, yeah, I feel you on that one. <laughs> yeah. So that that's the thing when. When when I when I play with people, it's especially at parties. It's almost a kind of performance at the same time. So I like I, for example, I've done um, a Phantom of the Opera themed awesome. scene, which goes well with the name. Yeah, I absolutely love that movie. Oh my god! Uh, they they've just taken it off the West End in London, and I'm really gutted because I'm heading there in a, in a couple of years. Yeah, I've oh, just wow. had I've just had to move it a year. Well, I was planning to go next year, but I've just had to delay it. One because of work, and two because well, who knows what's going on with COVID. So exactly. But yeah, yeah. so I, I did a full scene with that, but it's the amount of changes in the music. So it's going along with the flow of the music as part of that. But obviously, you get some softer, quieter bits, and it doesn't really make sense to use. A paddle or, or or a crop hard during that point because yeah. it's 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 that more sensual moment, and yeah. then once you get the crescendo in the music and it's all loud and it's all a wee bit all over the place, that's when you kind of or when I wanted to put in the more expressive parts, the more heated parts, I guess, for lack of a better term. Oh my god, I'm just picturing a um, scene done to the soundtrack as well. Oh my god, oh, that sounds amazing! Well, <laughs> now I want to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, you know where to find me. <laughs> that sounds awesome. I love the soundtrack of um, I've, Phantom of the Opera. I've always wanted to take it to something like... Um, oh, what's that festival they have? I can't remember the name of it now. 
Folsom Fair? No, 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 no. What's the what's the kink night they have every year? You mean the fetish ball? The fetish ball. That's what I'm talking about. Sorry, my 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 memory has not been good since I've come back. But um, <laughs> I've I've always wanted to take it to that and do it as a show on that as well. Yeah, I think, I think it'd be really fun. Well, I, yeah. I I haven't really been able to find somebody who's been willing. I had one person, but then we sort of. Um, fell out of contact, I guess. Yeah. There wasn't there wasn't a conscious breaking of anything. It was just we both ended up very very busy and it didn't work. Fair enough. Yeah, you've got to find that right sort of play partner. Yeah, exactly. So. And to be to be to be fair, I've not really been searching either. Fair enough. Sometimes I've, it's good to take a break from these things. It's been, always there. Yeah, and and I've not really been in the in the community myself for the last sort of two years um, oh, wow. there's, there's just been a couple of people that I don't get along with and that I worry about and they've moved into I guess leadership roles yeah I can understand so, that so I, the, I tend to distance myself more often yeah the community unfortunately is not without its problematic people and the drama but we don't need to get into that. <laughs> no, exactly. It, it's just, it's part of life anyway, and it's yeah, it's part of life, and it can happen yeah. within the scene as well. So yeah, with with any gathering of people, with yeah, exactly, or religion or work or some Not other hobby, a stuff, weekly coffee group. Be, there's always going to be drama. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like I said, like a weekly coffee group at school, or workplace, anything. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so, you're currently single, am I right? Or, no, uh, you said you were seeing people. What's the. Because many, many kink relationships aren't monogamous, so I'm just sort of curious on where you're at. Yeah, at yeah. The moment. So, I currently identify as solo poly. Oh. Um, and I am seeing a few people at the moment. You go, go. Um, I, yeah, thanks. I've found my groove for now. Mm -hmm. um, I don't want to talk about these people, though, because nope, I that's don't absolutely want to fine. out anyone. No, no, I was um, just I was curious about your stuff, not theirs. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> of course. Don't worry. Um, but yes, there, there are a number of people I'm seeing and exploring with. Um, but it is really nice to be sort of just enjoying my own autonomy and setting my own boundaries and just looking after myself. Um, it is, it, some of, part of it has been a little bit daunting, learning to sort of make peace with being my own primary, I guess, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But but overall, I think like I'm really cut out for it. Yeah. I actually prefer sleeping in bed alone. Um, I like my own alone time. Um, I think a lot of times necessary. Yeah, it is very necessary. And I'm able to juggle everything clean so far, so good, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, well, to be fair, it's just about organising your time half decently then, really, isn't it? Being, being your yeah. own primary is, is a really cool thing to think about as well. Because a lot of people yeah. don't see it as that, as they're just either themselves or they're just alone so and they don't think it as being their own primary which means you know it's it's sort of that be as kind to yourself as you might be to your main partner as well i feel exactly yeah so that's and a really cool way to put it sorry no that's okay it's been something that i've like been looking at for some time and um only just sort of realizing that this is probably what i'm cut out for um Yeah, it's, um, it's a good learning curve, and mm -hmm. I think even when you are living with your own partner, you still need to look after yourself, like, oh yeah, how can, how can you, like, not be kind to yourself, or not love yourself, or not put yourself first, and be your own best lover, and then expect somebody else to do all that work for you, that's not fair on the other person. No, you're putting a lot on the other person as well. Exactly, and it's 100% not fair, um... So, 
doing the work to like be your own best lover and look after yourself is definitely that, that's why over the last well, two years I'll say two years because that's as long as I've been doing this podcast now some, cool. somehow um, but over the last two years that like the reason I started this podcast is because of a switch that I had in my mindset because I I wasn't a very good person when I was younger yeah okay. even, even probably when we met and I, I was respectful because at that point you were in a relationship and it was fine but in the past I definitely would have hit on you and said things that I would have that I would would now look back at and go that's absolutely disgusting you fucking suck but um yeah through things like that it's it's kind of just a little bit ridiculous i feel like i forgot where i was going with this i've completely lost my train of thought oh sorry i've just had a bit of a brain fart myself too um hey it happens to me quite often at the moment (laughs) yeah you said your injury and everything eh? yeah um well, we were talking about working on ourselves and, you know, that self-work. Yeah, so, 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 yeah, that two-point mark, just before the two-point mark and mm. the two-year mark, I should say, is is when I sort of took note of how I was actually acting and how it affected other people and what yeah. I was saying, how I was acting, what I was doing, you know, all of these things and how it might actually affect other people and realised that I was actually just a horrible human being and like quite disgusting and that's when I when I sort of made that switch and went well it's not difficult to just be nice to people and listen to people and treat others like actual people instead yeah. of like like you said like a like a sex doll like a kind of a kind of user like I put their pleasure in there but the way that I acted up and in, in the lead up to that point was really quite bad so as as part of working on myself I've spent the last 2 years and I've learned just doing like in researching for the podcast and from people that I've spoken to on the podcast and through just my own stuff that I can improve as a person just through doing that. So there's no reason no everybody else can't. Yeah, and that's like super commendable. Like that's super admirable that you turned around one day and had a look at yourself and started that journey to doing even doing that work mm. to eat. Because some people don't even get to that point of realizing, well, oh, exactly. hey, I'm actually like not a very nice person. Some people just don't aren't even that self-aware. Well, so like, you know, um, mm. clap, you know, clap, clap to the work you're doing. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not there yet, but no, you never will be. You can keep improving until the day you die. I feel as yeah. a person, but. What I, what I found really quite interesting through all of this is I've I've taken this message into a couple of high schools in America and one in Australia and I've spoke and I, and I've sort of used that sort of how you how you speak to people but with with high school kids they they're definitely not self-aware enough to know that how their actions can affect others and how their words can affect others um especially, yeah. especially in this age of almost everything being online right so it's yeah, it's a tricky one. Kids and teenagers, like yeah. it's like, does your life even exist if it's not online? Did it actually happen if it's not online? Mm. You know, virtual reality is almost like more of the reality these days, and kids and teenagers are basically still learning. They're they're a little bit terrifying because mm. they're humans without fully not moral compass yet. Mm. Um, well, that, that is. That, One of the ways my friends put it. <laughs> well, that, that that's why I wanted to focus on this sort and on this sort of group when it comes to my talks. You know, there's yeah. one thing going and talking to a company about their sexual policy and sexual harassment policy and things like that, but the minds of the sort of 16 to 19, which is who I was speaking to mo- mostly, and can, can still be moulded at that point, and that was hugely important for me at that time. But you've got to come about it the right way. If you sit there and drone on for an hour and a half about how you should treat the other pe- other people in your life, then it's might you know it might get a wee bit boring and stuff, and might not be relatable is what I'm looking for. So yeah, and podcasts is a pretty good medium. Yeah, pretty relatable so medium so I've had the podcast, and then I've age. actually gone into schools and talked. And when I go into schools and talk, I 
always do it from the perspective of or from the angle of hey do you guys want to have sex more often what do you think <laughs> the boys answer to that is yes <laughs> yeah obviously yes so then it's about how how you can be more respectful through your through your regular communications with those yes. people and how it's probably going to work more in your favor than being a rude arrogant asshole and oh, treating yeah. them like they're a fuck toy basically yeah so it's and been it's been really rewarding for me on that side anyway that's super awesome i'm really glad because I guess, you know, the 16 to 9 year olds get educated that then that can also spill over into the households with their parents and have, you know, a bit of a domino effect, hopefully. Hopefully, um, yeah. Mm. And they can talk to their brothers and sisters and cousins and whatever from that point, right? Exactly, yeah. So, oh, cool. yeah. <laughs> Let's sort of try and go back on onto our sort of script idea. We don't have a That's script, good. but we have a list of topics. Um, so, you're currently solo poly and you're seeing a couple of people, right? Yeah. So, what do you have different dynamics, like kink dynamics, with each person, or are they? Are, have you got a couple that aren't kink related, or? And also, how do you identify? on the kink spectrum, you know, you've got brats, you've got masochists, you've got rope bunnies, etc, etc. Okay, uh, let's just stress out. So, a double barrel question. Yeah, no worries. Um, currently, my dynamic with each person I'm dating is quite different. Uh, Which is kind of the point of polyamory. Yeah, it is the point, you know, you date a few different people, you have a few different dynamics going, which fill a few different boxes. Exactly. Um, mostly, I don't date, I'm not dating any males that aren't switches at this point in time. Um, don't know if I'll ever date someone who's not a switch. Actually. I mean, hey. <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> um, no, go ahead. Um, yeah, basically just all switchy. Yeah. With, with, you know, obviously they'll be into receiving something different than they're into giving and vice mm -hmm. versa, and you just sort of um, communicate and yeah. negotiate it from there and stuff. Um, so what, um, what, what, what role do I guess you put yourself in throughout, throughout this? Would you say that you're a switch as well, or...? Well, officially on Fit Life, I'm just permanently evolving because, like, we're well, we are right, growing and changing. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm a switch. Um, I can be quite a bratty, submissive, mm -hmm. um, but I haven't really found or been in that headspace for a while now. Mm -hmm. um, what else do I enjoy? Just a general mixture, I suppose. Um, yeah, so you're into things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hedonism. Yep. Big hedonist. <laughs> if it feels good, just do it. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Nudist. Um, a kinky hippie. <laughs> I think I think that whole thing is becoming more of a thing, by the way. The whole kinky hippie thing. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. Uh, I've been to a few festivals for the first time in this past year, and it's sort of it's sort of shown me that just a wee bit more. <laughs> Ooh, cool! Which ones? Um, I went to one. That's okay to share. Yeah, yeah, I went to one called Bushdoof, which was just <laughs> yeah. south of Kaikoura. They, mm -hmm. they, like they weren't big festivals; they were just sort of between four hundred and a thousand people, I guess. Nice. Yeah, um, and I've been to a couple of other little ones. Dotted around the place. Nice. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I think one was actually called Hippie Doof. So, <laughs> That's awesome. Yes, no, sometimes that was one. Little, yeah. Sometimes the little doofs are the best, though, eh? Like you've got that all sort of. Well, you've still got the vibe. community vibe. Yeah, I was just about yeah. to say it's perfect. It's ideal, and yes, like you can't go through the time because we were running the chill zone for both of them which is like the chill out zone where you go if you've had if you've gone a wee bit too hard or whatever 
Yeah. And you just need to relax for a bit. So just doing that alone allowed us to be able to meet people and talk to people and just, you know, just relax and, and get to know people and who they are and what they're about. That's awesome. And yeah, believe me, there's some kinksters really there. Important. Oh, yeah. There's definitely some kinksters there as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't play with any of them at the event because who knows what they're on, etc. Yeah, you've got to be, you've got to be safe. But but I, but I have played with people that I have met at those events. Cool. Which has been nice. Yeah, it's I love fun. the festivals. I've been to the OM festival twice up here now. Um, and I went to, a, I got a day pass to the NZ Spirit Festival earlier this year before the whole lockdown thing happened. And oh, that cool. was amazing. Well, yeah, that's that's even more like um, spiritual happy live stuff because they don't do there's no you know it's an alcohol and drug free zone. Yeah, um, it's very sort of conscious partying kind of live, which I absolutely loved. Workshops mm -hmm. and ecstatic dance and all that sort of stuff. Um, and I'm I have been hearing lots of amazing good things about Kiwi bands, so I'm going to do my best to get a ticket for that next year. Yeah, I think I'm gonna try and get to that next year. But I think I think what this means now is whenever we both see a festival, we're gonna like it's gonna be a race to try and invite the other one to it. Now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> we've gone on to festivals now. Yeah. Somehow. Uh... But I'm I'm gonna go back a bit because I did ask about something that you that where where um you know, what you wish you knew in that first, well, what wasn't in that first play session, I guess, that um, that potentially should have been. But is there anything that you wish you knew, like, at the start, even, like, as, as you went on, if there was any negative experiences and stuff like that, or, you know, what's something you wish you knew before getting into kink completely? That's a bit of a loaded question. It I have is. been thinking about that one really carefully. Because obviously I need to be very um, diplomatic in my response. Of course. I'm, like, I'm sort of well known up here. Um, mm -hmm. What would I? What would I advice would I give to myself? Um, I think I would encourage myself to play the field a bit more, experience lots of different people's play styles. Mm -hmm. um, See, now, now, sorry to interrupt straight away. But this is one of the this is one of the things that I that I talk about quite a lot is mm -hmm. talk to as many people as you can get involved with as many people as you can because if you follow I, I call this the Hitler rule right if you follow one <laughs> follow one person blindly mm. and you think that they're right and they think they're right and you think they're right and you just follow 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 they're not always right and they're not always in they're not always on the good side of things. Well, everyone's exactly like human Hitler and was, everyone's yes. learning themselves. So yes. yeah. But if like, you're following was... one person, you can easily get led astray. The other, the other way I look at it is is using Star Wars, is is actually the one that I have been using more often. And yeah. how Anakin Skywalker followed Senator Palpatine all the way down. It turned out he was uh, on on the dark side of the Force the whole time. So because he followed him blindly, that's where he's been led. But he thought it was yeah. a good side. But yeah, I equate that to King and that if you follow one person, you can be led astray. Yeah. Um, but yeah, play the field. Um, I was definitely encouraged to like educate myself and go to workshops and talk to other people and stuff. Mm -hmm. But it was it was basically my choice to be frenzy with one particular person because I found you know I fell in love. I found that person safe. I really enjoyed playing with that particular person. Mm -hmm. Um. Another thing, don't piss off your sisters. So <laughs> that's what I've written down in my notes. So it's I, kind I, of I'd like love the, to hear about this. Like the female version of, you know, bros before hoes. You know, yeah. sisters before misters. Yeah. Make good make good connections and friendships of the scene. And if, um, I'm really strong on the sisterhood. So if you've got, if there's a guy you're interested in and you know you've got a good close female friend who was into them or dated them or, or, or whatever mm -hmm. 
check in with them first, you know, it's just yeah. good maths. Um, and I'm talking about this in a heteronormative setting just because it's easier. Yeah. Um, obviously that applies to any gender or sexuality or, you Absolutely know, the spectrum. Absolutely it does. Yeah. Um. But it, sa- it saves a lot of drama. And it, it saves so much drama. And with drama, you can get a bad name throughout the scene quali- relatively exactly. easily as well, which you do not want. Because it just yeah. means that the, pe- the number of people that might play with you might dip slightly. Yeah. Or and the community is tiny and people talk, you know? Um, yeah. And what else? Try to be as upfront about where you're at. Mm. as you can with the people you're playing with, whatever's going on. Um, and that changes from day to day as well. Mm-hmm. Like, um, be kind to yourself. Know that your limits will change on a daily, sometimes even hourly basis based mm-hmm. on what's going on in your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, all of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, communicate, 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 <laughs> and then communicate some more. Mm. Um, my my big part, I'm sorry, go ahead. Enthusiastic consent is really important. Yeah. As well. Uh, Not just, oh, you can do it if you want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, And if you are going to, like, move in with your dominant um, and, you know, become vanilla partners as well in life and mix the two and become lifestyle um, partners and everything. I think mm-hmm. a good piece of advice is to really sit down and write down a contract and have things properly agreed upon and worked out instead of just sort of figuring it out as you go. Yeah. Obviously, the contract can be looked at and changed as you learn, as you grow, but just for your own peace of mind and for your own memory, I think mm-hmm. it's a good idea to have that things just really actually written down. Yeah, um, see, for, for, for me, I have a nine-page contract. Well, con- well, questionnaire, I guess, for lack of a better Questionnaire slash contract means it agrees to everything that is on that page. And then I've got almost like a tick box. Um, yes, please. Not interested. Have done. No thanks. Yeah. You know? And, and it's just a sort of... And then a comments box where they can talk about it. So if it's like a maybe... it'll, And then you can put in the comment box, it'll dep- it would depend on this or something like that, you know? Yeah. So I, I have I have both of those to make sure that sort of everybody's on the same level and they all get filed away in their own little individual person folders. That's really cool. Yeah. Well, it it just means that I'm safe and and then I revisit them every three months. Yeah. Usually, just to make sure that everything on there is still okay. Yeah, that's a cool cool way to do it. And it's especially more important if you're going to be actually like living with a partner. Oh yeah, um, and stuff as well. Like, because Im- Im- implied consent is a worry when you get to things like that. Yeah, Wait, because I've done something before, it means I can do it again. Well, no. Yeah, and there can also be a sense on like the submissive side of like, oh well, I said th- I said yes to this the other day or an hour ago or a yeah. month ago. So I guess you know this is this mm. is what's on the cards and stuff. Um, yeah. And yeah, it was a big, it was a big learning curve for me. Um, neither of us had been in a DS relationship mm. um, before, and neither of us had been in an ethical monogamous relationship before either. So we were both. It was a big learning curve for both of us. Um, and by us, I mean my my previous partner. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, another thing that I'd like to add to all of that, just as 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 a like as a, as a D type, especially as a dominant, uh, but as a submissive as well, in this hugely makes a difference. But be honest about your experience as 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 a dominant or a submissive. Be honest with who you are as a kingster. Don't sit there. Yeah. You can't sit there and be like, "Oh yeah, I've been a dominant for 13 years." When you've been part of the scene for one year, you know it yeah, can exactly. it can cause so many different concerns and so many worries from both parties and both sides that it's just yeah. it's really not worth it. Just be honest, and people will work with you. Yeah. If they're interested in you, that then your experience isn't going to be a huge 
um, a huge wall to try and get over, is it? Yeah, exactly. You can work around it. That's what mm. I'm saying there. Um, oh, look, we don't have too much time left, but I'll try and hurry, hurry it on a little bit. That's okay. Um, so, at this point in in your life, what is... Then this is a tough question to answer. What does your ideal scene or experience look like to you currently? Ooh, um, I knew this one was coming up. That's yeah. cool. We can end it on a high note. Um, I think my ideal kind of play scene would be like a day long or a weekend long, and it would just be sort of full of lovely switchiness of sensory deprivation and bondage and maybe some medium to heavy impact, um, maybe some group sex, that would be awesome. <laughs> the ideal. The ideal, yeah. <laughs> it's fun when it all comes together, mm. <laughs> pun, in, pun intended. Um, <laughs> and, ooh, finding someone to do hypnosis with, that would be cool. Would Would um, you be the the one giving the hypnosis in that way or would you be the um i would be happy to play around with receiving with, and giving that i think cool. yeah yeah um so you 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 have piqued an interest for me there now sorry you've piqued an interest for me there now in, oh, the, yeah. in the whole hypnosis side of things yeah 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 because it's, it's not something i've gotten involved with but i'm always Always on the lookout for new things to experience, I guess, for, for lack yeah. of a better term. Not, Sensation seeker. Well, yeah. But not, <laughs> not obviously not just physical as well, but mentally. Espe yeah. Especially at the moment. Yeah. With um, with everything that's come through, but yeah. That, but that, yeah, I'm, that does sound ideal, to be fair, all of that. Yeah, I'm a bit of a greedy one, so basically... All of the things that I love, I'd just love to pack that all into a weekend with people I care about and trust, and just like do all of the things. Big smorgasbord of kink and sex and pleasure. That would be my thing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, a ra random question here. I'm going to throw you a little bit. Um, what's the first thing you notice about another person that you might be or might not be you know, that you might be interested in? What sort of stands Ooh. out to you and get and you go, ooh. Hmm, Ooh. I wonder. Yeah. Uh, we, we hadn't discussed this one, so I've kind of thrown it at you. Da, da, da. Uh, well, I guess I would have to say energy. Yeah. Um. Can, can you notice somebody's energy from the other side of a room, I guess? Or do you need to be sort of close to sense their energy through that way? I think, you know, if I if I focus on it, yeah. yeah. You, can, you can pick up someone's vibe or energy from across the room. Um, yeah. See, I, f I find that I can pick up people's energy from across the room, but I can also find something a little more nefarious once I'm closer to them or find a little bit more when I'm closer to them. Yeah. It can be difficult, you know, at a party. They might be affected by other people's energy or they might be able to sort of throw you off a bit. Yeah. Some people can be sneaky. <laughs> yeah. Um, first impressions aren't always um, the ones to go by necessarily, um, and I mean that in like good and bad way. Um, like sometimes you can get a bad impression of of someone first off, and then give them another chance, and they actually turn out to be awesome, and vice versa. Yeah. I know. I've, I've definitely given people the wrong impression before. Some people have found me scary initially or snobby initially, and I'm like, oh, really? Okay. <laughs> I I've, I've definitely done that, that as well. I've definitely done that multiple times as well. Not in the same way, but definitely come across as different as, I, as I'd like to. Yeah. I, I come across as very stern and not fun a lot of the time, which is huh. incredibly different to how I am. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But, I mean, it's usually because I work long hours and I don't have a lot of time and I'm usually just stressed out to the max. But even yeah, to hear that... Yeah, a lot of spoons. Yeah, but e e even to hear that, you're just kind of like, ah, oh, well, maybe I can change here and here to sort of make that a little bit better. And True. And improve on that. At the end of the day, though, like, people are going to view you... How they view through, you. 
how they view you through their own lenses based yeah. on the way they are and the way they view the world as well. Like, obviously, we can't control the way we are viewed really by others. We of can just do not. our best um, yeah. to who, if, be who we are. If I can find a way to improve on who I am, then I'm probably going to take it. Because yeah. I don't want to come across as rude and, and short and stern and stuff like that, because it's not really who I am. Yeah. It does depend on the setting as well, to be fair. Definitely. Because believe like, me, for I, me, I have my moments of sternness. Exactly. <laughs> for me, sometimes I want to be viewed as a bit stern and scary. Mm. Um, sometimes that suits me. If I've, got my, if I've got my D-type pants on, 100%. Exactly. Or, you know, because I do, I do some part-time doming on the side. Um, mm. And sometimes it's good to for that. For the client to have that first impression of you being a bit scary and stern. <laughs> yeah, I better mine. My, yeah. my, my my flatmate um, pro-doms quite a lot, and so I know that cool. feel all, all well good. Um, I know I know we've touched on it a little bit, but just in in sort of like a quick, sharp, short point, because we are pretty much done. What advice would you give somebody who's just coming into the scene or just dipping their toes in? Um, probably the same kind of advice that I would have given myself a few years ago. Yeah. Um, educate yourself as much as possible. 100%. Don't let anyone push you into something you're not comfortable with. Mm -hmm. um, play the field. Talk to people. Make friends in the scene. Don't just look for play partners. Um... Stay true to yourself as, as much as possible. Be kind to yourself. Um, know that your limits are going to fluctuate and change. Yep. Um, Basically, I, I think it's learn as much as you can about both the scene and about yourself, really. Yeah. And, and, and just remember that you can always stop. Exactly. You don't have to keep going down that path. If it's something you not enjoy, you don't enjoy kink then you don't exactly. have to keep doing it. It's not a lifelong decision. Exactly. Mm. Some people, for some people it's a hobby that they can pick up and put down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's totally fine. That's almost kind of my, my situation at the moment because I'm, I've not really focused on it in any sense. It's just, it's mainly been learning and around the podcast and stuff like that. So it's been, I'm still moving forward with it, but I'm not actually, I'm not physically doing it. Which Fair is still enough. quite nice. Um, anything else you'd like to add as we get to the end? Yes, um, if anyone wants to contact me about if they have any more questions or if they want to book a energy healing session or a dominatrix session, um, I am looking to become bondage, a bondage therapist next year as well. So awesome. you can email me at duchess.safira at gmail.com. <laughs> so Shamelessly that, plugging myself a little bit here. <laughs> is that duchess, D-U-C-H-E-S-S? -S? Yes. And Safira is S-A-F-I-R-A, -A, correct? Yes. Yeah. That's the one. So there you go, guys. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to recommend her now. Because <laughs> I know who she is as a person. And go, go do it. It'll be worth it. Awesome, thank you. <laughs> hey, thank you so much for coming on. It's been it's been great talking to you. Yeah, it's been really good catching up and discussing these things with you too. Yeah. Alright, catch you later. Cool, catch you later. of your lips, dear, but much more for the touch of your whips, dear. You can raise welts like nobody else as we dance to the masochism tango. Say our love is a flame, not an amber. Say it's me that you want to dismember. Blacken my eye, set fire to my tie as we dance to the masochism tango. At your command, before you here I stand, my heart is in my hand. Yeah. <laughs>
it's here that I must be. My heart entreats, just hear those savage beats, and go put on your cleats, and come and trample me. Your heart is hard as stone or mahogany, that's why I'm in such exquisite agony. My soul is on fire, it's aflame with desire. Which is why I perspire when we tango. You caught my nose in your left castanet, love. I can feel the pain yet, love. Every time I hear drums, and I envy the rose that you held in your teeth. Love with the thorns underneath, love sticking into your gums. Your eyes cast a spell that bewitches. The last time I needed twenty stitches to sew up the gash you made with your lash as we danced to the masochism tango. Bash in my brain and make me scream with pain, then kick me once again and say we'll never part. I know too well I'm underneath your spell, so darling, if you smell something burning, it's my heart. Take your cigarette from its holder and burn your initials in my shoulder. Fracture my spine and swear that you're mine as we dance to the massacre. Tango.